Shalom, shalom, shalom. Welcome to the Million Little Things After Show. I've missed you guys. Like, a lot's been happening. A lot of terrible, awful things. Like, being harsh topics, being the Asian racism, Eddie's addiction, and annoyance. And what happened to Sophie, our darling Sophie. That's a lot. Let's get to it. Oh, let's see. What do my notes say? Hold on. I gotta be scrolling through all these notes. Okay, so. And he's still doing it. No shock there. He hasn't gotten caught yet. He almost got caught. But apparently that wasn't enough. I mean, he finally got the nerve to do something about it sooner because he finally. He finally confess, but not exactly. <sighs> okay, let's see. So, Theo is going through racism in his class. Catherine recognized it. I wasn't exactly sure about it. But if she's saying those, I doubt my girl lying. She's a liar. She's trained to be objective. So, where? Like, why? And, like, say that... He should wear a mask, even in virtual class, cause you know, the Chong Wong flu could get ya. Oh, I wanted to bust you in. Why does kids could say that? Why cause this kid could say that? Cause more than likely the parents saying it. Not realizing, hey, parents, your kids sop up everything you say, even if you're a terrible parent. They'll either be exactly like you or nothing like you. Or even if it's either or, they still suck up some when they don't know any better. God. Our poor Theo. Our poor darling Theo. Alright, so... There's a lot going on. And, unfortunately, Eddie, with his heightened emotion, or rather, his let loose of emotions, he don't know how to take it properly. Because he got it from his neighbor next door, and he went ham on his car. Mind you, I can't say I didn't like it, but it, that doesn't help the situation. No. Be like, you doing all of this crap, and they going through all of this crap for you. I mean, like, I like how Catherine explained it earlier, be like, I was the one who was supporting the family, you know. Like, you nobody else working? I need to pay for everything. I need to work. And unfortunately, Theo became a brat for a couple episodes. I never thought I'd see it, but there it was sitting in my face and I did not like it. Unfortunately, he couldn't be mad at Eddie because he wanted him to get better, but hopefully once Eddie gets better, he'll be able to be mad at him and not be mad at Catherine and be like, is it Catherine's fault? No, this is his own fault. His old proclivities. Oh, Theo. I know he was just a kid, but I forgot. Because, like, he used to be, like, 48 to me sometimes. Oh, man, this kid. And then we have... What else? We have... The park admits to attractions... Morgan's ignoring, felling awesome, Doc. Oh, I think I'm mixing up things right now. So we have... Oh, we have Darcy and Gary. They're doing better. Um, after even when they heard Maggie's little podcast. 
Maggie accidentally confessed to her thinking that she already knew when she actually just came to apologize and thank her about the psychologist she recommended her to. And he's like, oh, I sorry. Like, I sorry. And then, you know, they exchanged and yeah, she actually took it well. And my girl signed up for this program because she wanted to have some backstory on it. She wanted to know if it actually worked for female vets to get better. You know, they go to the program, get better, hopefully come back. You know, they hopefully come back. You don't know, right? You don't know what could happen. They hopefully come back. And they come back better than ever. And we don't know for sure. But she that's why she wanted to talk to that's why she wanted to talk to Maggie. And she did. I mean she held it over Gary for a couple seconds, be like, I knew that you was gonna be up on this case and I'm happy that you told me that I didn't have to pry it out of you. And look like they're doing good. He's gonna she's gonna leave for a while, figure out what's wrong, not so much what's wrong with her, but how to adjust herself to the real world and you know get through her traumas so she can be good for herself her boyfriend her kid the best mom she can be be the best herself she can be it's all good you know that was very nice i very much appreciated it and then we have um hold on so Okay, so R&R, where you have our Roman Regina and their adoptive kid who they have to end up adopting because the mom got shipped off to Haiti. Unfortunately, there's nothing you could have done about it. She's addicted to Haiti. I mean, like, seriously. What's she supposed to do? And unfortunately, she she doesn't want her son to come with her. She has to figure out her life and get a life Posh, um, all set up there. She hasn't been there in, what she say, 20 years? She needs to be able to get her life together. You know? Because, like, she tried her best to get out of that country, to come to this country, to get better for herself and her son. And hopefully that works. Well, it was supposed to. It worked for a good 20 years before she got deported. But now she's deported, so... Unfortunately, as much as her son wants to go there and help her out, he's just gonna make life harder for her there. She doesn't have a community, she doesn't have people, she doesn't have family. She hasn't been to this country in 20-odd years. I mean, what do you want from her? I'm sorry, man, but you can't stay there. Ah, You can't go there. You can't go there for her. I'm sorry, you can't. Uh, it's unfortunate, but that is the case. That is the case. Alright, so what's next? We have... Uh, we already talked about the podcast that she, um, Maggie accidentally let out the business of her and Gary and the possibility that he's not over her and... You know, her and Jamie just having a talk to tap to tap, but she got an idea for her future podcast. <clears throat> and she got invited on a psychologist show where she can actually help people 
by the minutes, though. I mean, like, I don't know, 10, 5-minute sessions. I don't know if she can do it. She didn't know if she could do it. She wanted to help as much people as possible, and she thought that this may have been a good way. She wasn't sure at first, but it finally got around to it, you know? We finally got around to it. It finally got around to it. All right, what else? We have, um, oh, sorry, y'all. Give me a second. All right, so let's get back to it. <sighs> well, every time I come back, the notes is just kind of fall down all by themselves. Sorry. Anyway, so Hattie's still doing shit. He did have the right, kind of the right response with the whole busting up the guy's car thing, but I was with Catherine, be like. My girl paying all the bills right now, so you adding something else to her plate ain't it ain't good. Not a good husband material. Then we have R and R. Rome's still going through the thing with his dad and they're having late night conversations, which was very cute and very eye opening and they actually talked real feelings. It was very nice. And the dad even got this friend. I think it was Flo, Florence. I mean, I thought it was going to go into another storyline, but it didn't. It went into her husband died as well, and they're just going through grief together, keeping themselves company, friends, someone that he can talk to honestly. Because it seems like he can talk to his son honestly online probably, but in person, not so much. They always end up arguing. But I guess they have their own thing now. Late night talks on IM. I'm assuming that was Facebook Messenger. Okay. The Brit goes back because they were starting to develop feelings for each other, Maggie and Jamie. They were going to get into a real relationship, and that's not what either of them wanted. He just came out of a marriage. She just came out of a long-term, almost dead relationship and still friends with the guy. So, no. And he has to go back to work on himself, and he's leaving her here to work on herself, like she wanted to, be a psychologist, help people, you know, do all those things. <sighs> it was all good. Uh, they left amicably, but I'm gonna miss Jamie. I really am gonna miss him. Anyway, what's next? We have Gary going extra with the corona protocols. Apparently my my boy going all OCD on checking and washing hands and individualized food packets and touching and social distancing. He's very much ahead of the curve. He is not about getting sick at all or anyone he loves or around him getting sick. And he's taking his guardianship for this very seriously. Delilah hasn't reached back as of yet. We got a communication call with her earlier when Sophie called her and tell, told her what was going on. But as of right now, not so much. We hadn't seen Sophie in a minute. Last time we saw she was um, doing a second audition for the guy and the little meetings that they were doing were going well. Unfortunately, it was going a little too well for one of them. Next, we have um, 
That's one of the ways that Gary met Darcy's son. Apparently, he was just as OCD about all this corona stuff as Gary was. He was trying to be open and um, honest, and he was freaking out inside, and apparently so was the kid. And Gary fixed it, tried to be himself more, and they got along great. It was very nice. Next, we have... Rome was the one that figured out Eddie was using. Oh, and the anger was there. He figured it out because Gina's pills were missing. I mean, like, Rome and Regina going through some stuff with this kid who they're adopting because their mother can't take care of him. And I like how the Gina and the mother had a nice heart-to-heart talking about how I need to take care of my son. He can't come here. I mean, even if she gets ready over there, I think the most that he'll, she'll allow the son to do is visit. That'll probably cause some big blood fight will make him just go back to America on his own. Like, I don't want you staying here. I blood, sweat, and tears for you to be an American citizen. You are not staying here. I don't know if Haiti is bad as I remember it, but the was. And with no support system over there, it will take her a while to get on her feet. At least she made it to the aid office over there. Nice that. Okay, so. So, Rome told Gary, and they went over to confront Eddie. I mean, Rome tried to confront Eddie by himself, realized that Eddie was lying to him because his defensive matter reminded him of the last time. And he was very angry and up in arms about, you know, them thinking that he's using. And then, Gary came over, and then they talked, and they had a hard time, and Gary was pissed. I mean, like, when Rome left the room, because, I mean, like, Eddie made his kid mad, because... And then Theo ran up the stairs and just didn't talk to him anymore ever since, you know, he went home on that car earlier. And he tried to get himself up the stairs and then he got stuck. And that's how they found him and got him down. He explained the situation. He finally confessed that he was, yes, he was using how long it's been and when that happened. Ooh, Gary get mad. He hold him by his throat be like, seriously? We promised that we tell each other everything. We don't want another John situation. Rome is taking care of himself. He's talking. What the hell, Eddie? I'm right here. Your family's right here. And then he was like, if I told you guys it would be real, it's already real. Your son ran upstairs away from you. I mean, Gary was pissed. I mean, like, my boy was up and flipping arms, which was understandable. Oh, what else? Okay, when you talk about the Maggie and Darcy, they made up. And then Maggie is one that told her that, this, that the program that she went off to was a good idea and that she should go off and it should help her. Um, let's see. They finally go off and then it was like, you need to tell Catherine. And I like how Eddie gave his advice prescribed to his friend, not the betterment of the other friend. I'm Catherine's friend as well, just as much as you. I'm not going to force her to come back to you after all the crap you put her through, Eddie. Are you kidding? I mean, he got mad about it, but I like how once he reached to the Santa, they put him in his place. My girl put him in his place. Excuse me? What you mad at her for? You put her through hell. You cheated on her? You had a baby? She took you back. She took your ass back, and and you decided to relapse again. Three different times. When Theo was just born. 
um, with Delilah, and now with this. I mean, I, I, I would, Catherine, why, why she have to be the good loving wife? Why does she have to stay with you? Why does she have to put up with your crap forever and on ever and forever? Huh? Why? Why does she have to do that? That might be in her culture, but my girl is ahead of the curve. She don't want to do that no more. You don't deserve it either, Eddie. I'm sorry, you don't. You do not. What else? I was gathering, and my girl made a mistake and kissed Alan. I mean, she realized it was a mistake, and Alan realized that she was drunk. And he was like, look, if you were single and you weren't drunk, this would be good, but you are, so no. So they decided to be friends, but, you know, my girl avoided him for a while because, you know, she was embarrassed. But he came over, dropped off pizza. I think Theo may have hinted, hinted on something because when he told Eddie about, you know, the guy dropping off pizza... He was a little worried, like, I mean, Catherine tried to cover it up a little bit, but she didn't try all that much. Like, why the hell should I try? And then when Eddie explained to her, when she asked, why did you do that with Delilah? They say, it felt like she saw possibilities of me. Didn't know about my past. She only saw the potential of what I could be. Not the awful things I did in the past. I think that she finally understood like how she felt with Alan be like there's no past with him there's no pain it's newness it's life and I hope if they break up they don't leave Catherine out to the wayside because they already integrated into the group and you already integrated Catherine's best friend Darcy as well so don't you dare leave my girl out on the sidelines I don't damn care I like Eddie but I like Catherine more like Please don't. Million things, don't do this to me. Don't drop my gal to the wayside. Do not. So Taro is staying with R and R until further notice. They're gonna foster him, or I think so. Probably sign up. I don't know. I know they signed up to be adoptive parents. I don't know if they have to go through a different process to be foster parents, but. That's what they're doing. And then, you know, Rome was kind of skeptic. because like, we didn't do the other way because we weren't ready. And then, and then Rina was like, yeah, but this was different. Just a full-grown kid. He only has a couple of years left. At most, maybe a couple months. It'll be a good, uh, it'll be a good trial for if they get their own kid. You know what I mean. I don't mean to sound like he's not their own kid, but as of right now, they're just kind of family friends in this situation because even him I know he don't consider them maybe maybe family at most the bond ain't totally there yet and I like how the first thing my girl do was like you're fucking grounded you're grounded trying to split us up and put us on different sides and teams no I'm not in sunny boy I like that I like that alright what else Sophie and her music teacher, damn pedophile, preying on the defenseless and not knowing better and the people who trust and look up to him. God, the ones that groom their prey are the worst. I mean, like, you're supposed to be a teacher, a person of higher respect. They're supposed to go for you for wisdom and trust. The hell? I mean, like, and how he did it was so jarring. 
I mean, like, I couldn't understand what the hell was happening. Like, Sophie was explaining it in soft portions. First with Gary, and then Gary got upset. Because he was like, why didn't you just go ham on the guitars? Like, how you went with Eddie? And then it got cut off for a while. And then Maggie got called over. Because then he's like, I think something awful happened. And then she even sensed it. But she doesn't realize what happened as of yet. And then she tried to make sense of the situation by him doing something sexual. And then she doing something sexual, trying to normalize it. But then you kind of put something as a proof, and well, it kind of just got backdropped. So now he has proof that maybe you were more on the forward side than he was. And I like how they're going to make a complaint and a report about this entire situation. And I like how uh, Maggie and Gina was the one that had to come over and talk to my girl about it because Gina went through something similar and Maggie's psychologist and a friend of the family so and they were both women so they heard the whole story and Gina explained what actually happened and how it's not her fault he did something wrong he made you do something you didn't need to do it would have been, I don't know, maybe it would have been in a different context if he was a woman. But I don't know if it would have been, so that's a question mark there. I don't know, maybe it would have been better to just not... I mean, the construct of what he asked her to do makes sense, but actually seeing it in live motion does not. Be like, if you want her to be in a bar, just tell her to wear clothes she doesn't like. A swimsuit? I mean, like, really? Unfortunately, Sophie looked like she hasn't experienced anything like this. So it didn't look like her cautions were up, or the fact that he was a teacher automatically made them go down. <sighs> her walls had protected her. Kind of destroyed her innocence as well, or at least some of it. To expect the best, or rather the worst from people, especially the ones in higher position and authority. Was supposed to be there for you. Gary went off the handle. He wanted to go to the house and tell the wife, but he kind of got stopped at the door. I was trying to figure out if it was like he couldn't do that to the wife, or like did he recognize the wife? I, I, I didn't really know what was all happening when he went to the house and looked like he was gonna bash down the door with a golf club, or at least go home on the car like Eddie. So like what? And then Maggie explained it to him, you need to take this off of yourself. You may feel guilty, but it's not your fault and isn't about you. This is about how Sophie feels. You can't be putting your feelings into this. It has to be all about her. But now how Sophie called her mom, told them everything what happened. I think it was sexual assault, maybe? Maybe two? Sexual assault two? And Sophie's going off to go stay with her mom for a while. I thought the light was going to come back, but apparently Sophie's leaving the show for a while. And we still have Danny, who wanted to, I don't think, have a coming out party, if I remember correctly. I was like, and Gary was like, I'm sorry, what? Why are you making this such a natural thing? Like, shouldn't this be more, you know? I mean, it wasn't really touched upon afterwards, but yeah. I don't know if Danny knows what happened, but Sophie left, and now that she's gone and she got what she needed from 
her friends and family and she's going to be with her mom like so what's gonna happen now so how was Gary gonna deal with all the side effects that he was not so much holding in but holding back when Catherine and Theo went to go see Eddie at the stead and he explained himself about the Lila thing and she understood and Theo was a little PMSing about the fact that you didn't even hug dad, you didn't even look happy to be there. And I was like, Theo, my girl should not be happy to be there. And I went through all of this. Why are we here again? <sighs> you know, still acting out. Luckily, it looks like Catherine may have calmed it down. I'm not entirely sure, but maybe. Rome finally readjusted his feelings about his dad and Flo because he was acting a bit like a petulant child about it but, and then he did something really nice for his dad about the phone putting all of his mother's messages together for a lifetime reminder for him and saved it I think somewhere else just in case something happened to the phone what else we have I already saw that Um, Eddie um, defines himself as in he thought that he was going to lose Catherine so he was going to cut this thing short and then my girl was like no you may lose her but you'll definitely lose her if you cut this thing short because you'll just have to go through this entire program and somehow see what pieces you could pick up of your life when you get back hopefully it fits together in a way that you can stand because you need to stop living up to other people's expectations of what you think they want for you or what you think is the best and just be you. Be the best you you could be, Eddie. Don't live up to expectation. Be your best self. Don't go overboard. Just do your best. It's unfortunate that maybe that won't go well for some people, but that's just who you are at that time and place. I like how they the group sessions and it kept him in check with his selfishness about how he was mad at his friends and family and how about how he was worrying about how they would perceive him not worrying about all the crap he put them through doing this again. What else? Um Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That was a million other things and what I have to say about the episodes that's passed thus far. If you guys Instagram and Facebook. Bye. I totally talking about I totally forgot about the Asian racism that I was supposed to talk about. So y'all remember about how Theo got it in the class and um, Alan and Catherine had a little discussion about how, how their parents deal with it, how they grin and bear it, and how over the years it may have gotten better, but it's still there with microaggressions and the cultural norms of being a lawyer or a doctor, um, always having to be successful, never letting them see you sweat, never back talk, very strict guidelines that they have to adhere to. It was it was real harsh.
when Catherine explained it, it was, wow, that was awful. And Alan explained how he did it with his mother. I think it was his son or his baby brother. They had an incident. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was pretty bad. And how, you know, tires got splashed, houses got smoked, writing was on the walls and on their shops, on their businesses, on their cars. Always harassed, spit on, pushed, fought, walked over, and things you just have to accept because we got the privilege of coming to this country. It's way worse than ours. And having to settle for that. It was very awful. It was real awful. Welcome to the Raise Your After Show for Season 2, Part 2. Dun, 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 dun. And slime? They 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 seek what's our point. You just want more. You just want them to just drop all the episodes at once. Be like bulk, please. Let me binge watch those. Or you could be like me. I just binge watch them at like periods. I could be like I got two at a time, three at a time, four at a time, five at a time. How do we do it? Can't watch the one one. Just feel all disconnected and just want to watch more right afterwards. I saw that, but um, so I'm a spider too. I gotta save up. It feels so much better watching them in bulk. Anyway, so let's get to what I have to say about Ray Zero. So, I have to say, a hell no. What got on my nerves? Hell no. I, hell no to the relationship between Rom and Roswell. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I've noticed in a lot of Chinese, Korean, even some Japanese manga that the premise of some relationships are awfully based. The rape, based on rape, which is very popular. I don't know why. That's not realistic. Who the hell would fall in love with their rape in Stockholm? Much that's not real. And Lord hell, that actually ends up as a good relationship. What the hell is that message that's supposed to send? And then you have the relationship that start off with abuse, or worse, the ones that start off with abuse where they end up in cages like they were slaves before, and all of a sudden the uh, male lead came to some sort of realization that you wasn't, like, you human all of a sudden. Or some new information come to light. Or maybe, like, somebody you know do something bad to them so they just decide to take their revenge out on you but then halfway through their revenge they fall in love with you like i'm sorry your first half was my life was terrible because of you why the hell should i fall in love with you? you gotta be fucking kidding me no and the whole thing with rom and roswell i mean he literally massacred your entire race that was basically genocide and fell in love with them 
the circumstances are kind of sort of understandable, but I still don't like it. I'll never root for it. I'll never ship it. I won't make up a ship name. It's just not happening. No. I just do that with mongoose too. As soon as I see like a terrible premise for a relationship that I just can't get over, either morally, ethically, or I just don't understand how it went from there to there. Be like, all these horrible things, what, you forget? What the hell are you forgiving for? I mean, what the hell the person's gonna do? I mean, they give you their love. So damn what? I've been through hell because of you. What your love supposed to do for all the trauma I've been through? What you gonna hear what you broke? The hell? Like, who do that shit? They break stuff. Like, one hero complex. Um, they situation breaks stuff. And then come in and die, save the day. Like, you didn't stop this problem in the first down place. And I just be like, I'm pretty sure there are other male leads they could end up with. So I am rooting for Rom and Garp. I mean, my boy has some anger issues, but at the very least, he ain't taking it out on all. And he ain't commit no genocide on her entire race. You've got to be kidding me. I don't know if it's more of the love situation because she can't remember Rem. But that, that creeped me out. The age difference, too. I couldn't actually tell who was older. And then I was like, this... I'm sorry, no. No, no, no hell. No hell to the no. Robin Roswell is a hell to the no for me. I don't know if anybody else have this problem with mangoes, but I certainly do. The awful abuse premise of any relationship being like stalker and all of a sudden love happily ever after. Is that common over there? The Lord help y'all. The Lord help y'all. Or whatever, whatever God y'all is preaching to. Buddha, all the shrines, like... No. Anyway. I love Otto. And I love how Otto punch Subaru out and be like, Get over yourself! Ask for help. We are here. We are your friends. So-called friends. I put that in air quotes because it don't look like you realize. You don't have to tell us all what you want. Just explain most of it. I'm pretty sure we'd understand. All the coincidences and good timing you've been having up until now. You don't think that we know that you have some inside thing that you're going to share? But you always get it done for us. You always on our side. You always there for us. So why the hell we got to be there for you? Get your get your head out of your ass, Subaru. Basically, Otto punched him up. Be like, let us in, God damn it! He was breaking down those walls by force. His fist was bleeding. Oh, that was so nice. That was so nice. Oh, I love Otto. And I like his backstory too. I kind of want some more on him. Uh, what else? <laughs> I like how everybody is treating Otto like a doormat. <laughs> And he's just accepted. Well, not accepted. He's complaining about it, but not much. Like, even you know, Petra even slapped him at the end, be like, when they saw um Subaru and my girl Beatrice um coming out there like uh my news bride when when Chisei gone fly home in that Phoenix situation. That's look like um what Beatrice was doing with Subaru. And I like how Subaru don't have to do none of the heroes.
this is what In his island, you know, we have a new show. So I love it. Like I love it. Otto, my boy, is my boy. I love my boy. Yes. And I love Neely's parents. So it seems like, um, it seems like we have a connection. Neely's, uh, we don't know who Neely's birth birth parents are. We don't. It seems like one of the witch, I can't, I can't remember if she was a witch of envy, that came and was ruining days, who kept dying and coming back, and was appreciating things all around the place, be like, I love this, I love your explanation, show me more of your terror, your terror and horror and life and happiness and love, show me it all, I'll soak it all up, basically. And Neely was so cute. She was so cute, like as a tiny dress, and they draw well. That was good animation. That was so cute. I mean, well, oh, and why was Echidna crying? Why is my girl so upset? Like, she looked legit hyped by the end of the, or the end or the beginning of the last trial, and I was trying to figure out if we saw like all the possible futures that Subaru kind of dropped to the wayside when he returned by death. Or was that just possible futures? I couldn't tell. I mean, a lot of what they were saying sounded familiar. So I think it's kind of similar to what Subaru went through with all the after effects of when he returned by death. If he kind of left multiple timelines and worlds on the wayside. Or that was all just not wishful thinking. So why did Kidna cry? I don't know. Do you guys know? I can't. I, I don't know. And that person that was in the graveyard, Neely was saying that it doesn't feel like Gidna's body. So, who was that? If that was, if that's her tech, if that's her grave, but that's not her. Like, is that person gonna wake up? Is she gonna return to life? Is she gonna get reborn? Like, what? Or the witches like trapped in a dimension and they could be summoned into people's bodies because their original bodies are dead. Like, I still have a, a lot of questions about the witches. Like, one of the um, witches was very sweet on Neely. Like, she knew Neely's birth father. She might have. Well, maybe she was Neely's birth mother. Oh, cause I like how she said, I like how Neely said, I wouldn't wanted to know more information, but she didn't press her. Be like, I know what it's like to make a promise. If you want to say something, then you can. Had a little snack at home. Hug, and they're gone. You got a hug in the bosom. <laughs> I like how, um, she really got to 
Zapped away. She made promises to free her race. Now she has a goal. Now she has people behind her. She has family. She has Subaru. She has love. She has friends. She's ready to face this world head on. And she has her past tucked away for her to look at whenever she needs it. Mother Fortuna. I like that name. Fortuna. Let's see. 
I like my I like my beast siblings who went to the thing of, and they finally killed Andrail's girl. Oh, I was like the Andrail's session. Oh, please. Oh, I'm so glad Garb killed her. Yes. Niles is not here. She not else is not here. That was so great. Not else is not here. That gave me so much anxiety released when she's not here anymore. I mean, like, they say she's a vampire, which I didn't even realize. And then I was like, when we had a flashback, when she had a flashback, when she first became a vampire and the blood and the entrails, I was like, okay, your story is awful. You were created by circumstances, but I still don't like you. I understand, but I still don't like you. You're just real creepy. I was with Garb. I was like, see, I already have that spell, and that's wrong. Sorry! I hope Rom and Roswell never happen. I'll never accept it. God damn it, no. Garb and Rom, much better. And then we have... I put Rom that looks so cute when she confessed to love. Like, I couldn't... That was beautiful. Like, it looks so cute. I second <laughs> We're gonna always have this resting face. And I was like, okay, okay. Badass boss bitch. Look at it all. Cute. <laughs> Look like Amelia might remember Rem soon. Because when she was looking in the future, she saw. So at the very least, Rem coming back soon. Hopefully, Razor Season 3 doesn't take as long as Season 2 to come out. I mean, like, some days, you know they have been them and now they take it long. But now we have COVID. I don't know if they have protocols now, so... Just... My shield hero didn't drop yet. I'm still waiting for it. Shield hero, where are you? I'm waiting for slime to pile up. Some more, so I can watch it and Oh, I mean, I read most of slime, but that's good. Waiting for my Dr. Stone. My Dr. Stone didn't take long, so that was good. Super got the girl by insulting, sort of curing their loneliness. They're being overpowered female badasses. Let's see. Sorry, like, I don't know why you come back to this Roswell and Rom relationship just make me cringe. And the gall of the writers that they actually went with this. Like, ugh. Don't make me scratch my head, help. Ugh. Anelsa's dog and Anelsa fell in love with God. I was like, no. All relationships are reset. The ships are set. No, not Elsa. Go away. I tried to figure out since Garb kind of bit Elsa if he's going to turn into a vampire beast now. Hybrid. Maybe we get vampire diaries up in you. I'm curious. What y'all think? Y'all think Garb could turn into a hybrid? Well, maybe he sucked the life out of her so she really won't come back. And why the hell did her... Why did my beast sister save not
Yui's birth parents. Um, there was a connection. Now, where is it? I wrote it down. It, it, it was, um, Kyuse, I think is what he called her. He is one of the witch disciples that we fought in the future. Because he went crazy back then. And the craziness matched the, 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 the one now. What it name? What it name? What it name? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me check. It was Betty Goose. So Betty Goose, who Subaru fought in season one, part two. The witch disciple who was crazy. I think he was greed. The one that could have just pop up in anyone's bodies by the number of fingers he had. I think that was Goose from Amelia's childhood. I think that was him. I wonder if she can realize I remember that or if I'm wrong. I think that's him. I think that's him. Like realization, Dread. Mono sick. Better cues. Better cues. You were so good looking before, and you had Mother Fortuna all up on you. Or at the very least, she liked you, and you were totally oblivious. I mean, even Amelia was like, Mommy and Daddy. That was so cute. So let's see. I'm already talking about Otto, my best guy. He is best guy. Right now, Otto, all the way. Subaru still won from through some awful shit. Like, awful, awful shit. Let's see. Nearly accepted all her flaws from Subaru and herself. Accepted her past, present, and future. And I'm ready to take on this world, ready to go in this competition. And everyone in the village and the beast people, my god, have full-blown supporters now. When is Ra Rem coming back? I love my Beatrice, I suppose. I mean, she's so cute. I mean, I, I like how uh, um, Beatrice and um, Subaru took Valley to get out of this mansion of Vernagram. My girl's kind of just going to leave us up there because he refused to admit and lie to us, saying that he's that person. And he was like, save me. He's like, I'm a pathetic person that's going to need so much damn help. I'm going to need you. I'm going to keep my brief life and your brief time with me so very much. Because my girl couldn't get over the fact that you're eventually going to die and leave her anyway. <laughs> so I'll give you plenty to look back on. And for the moment that you're with me, you will not regret it. At the very least, you'll remember it for a very long time. And that regulus priest that was with that witch of vanity, was it? I think it was witch of vanity. That pissed me off. And he was one of the witches from who almost killed Rem and Subaru before before the White Whale or after the White Whale situation. So I was like, you with Mother Fortuna, get the hell out of here. I was glad when that witch around and he like, go home. And I like how Neely had a big brother, Archie. He was so cute. <laughs> yeah. I hope um, Neely like, unfreezes unfreeze her village. I wonder if he's dead. Like, it seems that way, but we don't know yet. Gil, I still can't believe it that you are better cues. Gil is better cues. 
Oh, and he got crazy to save Father Fortuna and my little girl, but unfortunately, <laughs> Vanity pulled a trick on them. And he ended up, you know, hurting his family. It was real, it was real awful. And Neely was alone for a very long time. After she got frozen, even after she woke up. And she tried to be by herself, a little away from people, but she almost got captured and sold as a slave. Ah, people are just awful in every universe, aren't they? Can't say humans are the best when we are the absolute worst. Anyway, thanks for listening to my Ray Zero podcast for part season two, part two. I can't wait what's gonna happen with season three. I hope it doesn't take as long as it did last time. So, I'm signing off. Bye! You can follow me at the Queen of Regal and Tanisha Fujibayashi on Instagram and Facebook. Fujibayashi is from dun, 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 the Clinad stories. Anime is the best! Thank you!